Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today, I wanted to talk with you all about a love that we don't deserve. So I was spending time with God and I was listening to Upper Room and they were singing the spontaneous song that was saying, this love is wild, this love is wild for me. Talking about God's love, that it's wild. And as the song was playing, the Holy Spirit was just reminding me of where I've been. You know, and I talk about this a lot, but I never want to forget where I came from. I never want to forget how far away I was from God, how much I was in darkness. Because when I remember where I was, now I can remember too that God is faithful, that I'm literally here today simply because of His grace, simply because of His love, simply because of what Jesus did on the cross. And I just can't help every time I think about it, but just to be so overwhelmed with God's love. And so I would encourage you all, you know, I talked about this in my other podcasts, talking about the power of your testimony, to remember and hold fast to your testimony, to remember what Jesus did for you, right? Because like, no matter what, even if we try to live a good life, we would never be able to be saved, to be able to have that relationship with God, to have a life to the fullest if Jesus didn't die for us. We know John 10, 10 says Jesus came, well, actually starts off with saying, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus has come to give us life and life to the fullest, an abundant life. Not only does he give us eternal life, but life where we can enjoy. And when I think about my life, I'm like, man, God, I don't deserve what I have today. I don't even deserve to speak your name and to be your ambassador. But you came and God, right, before we were even born, before the earth was even made, God already knew and had planned in his heart that he would give his son to redeem us because he knew that humanity would fall right through the sin of Adam and Eve. And so just thinking about God's love, it's truly a love that we don't deserve. And I want to share, you know, a common verse that we hear all the time, but it's in John 3, 16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So this verse, we can clearly see that for God so loved the world. But many times I think we have this wrong conception. We think, oh, because God loves us, it's okay that we sin, right? Because God loves us so much and that Jesus died on the cross. And understand, yes, Jesus, what he did on the cross, his blood has washed us clean. But here's the thing. We have to first accept Jesus and believe in him, right? We need to live according to God's word and abide in Jesus in order to even accept his love for us, right? Scripture says in John, remain in his love by obeying his commands. And so the fact, it's not that God covers covers our sin that shows us his love, but the very first act of love that God showed us was giving his son, right? In John three sixteen, it says, for God so loved the world that what? He gave Jesus for you and me. And now it's our choice to accept Jesus, to live in him each and every day, to surrender our lives, to surrender our desires, to surrender what our flesh wants. Paul tells us clearly in Romans 6, 15 through 18, 
What then, shall we sin because we are not under the law but now under grace? By no means, don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God, though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. Write the gospel, Jesus. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. And so God loved us so much that he gave Jesus. And when we accept Jesus, we're saying, God, I surrender my flesh and I look to you. I choose to live in you. And so, so now that Jesus died on the cross, it's not giving us, oh, you know, a, a grace or a means to sin more. But now that Jesus died on the cross, we can actually be made right with God. Scripture says that salvation is a gift from God. It is by grace, right? It's not something that we can earn or boast. It's given to us, which means that if Jesus didn't die on the cross, even if we did good, even if we didn't quote unquote, you know, do bad things, we still wouldn't be right with God because by nature we were born into sin. We are all sinful. Like scripture even says that are the best things that we can offer are like dirty rags to God. And so God knew that we had to be washed by the perfect spotless lamb, which is Jesus, his very son. We had to be washed by the blood of Jesus to even have an opportunity to have a relationship with God, to even abide in Jesus. We can't fellowship with Jesus if we are in sin, right? Because light and darkness can't, they can't mingle, right? And so we needed the blood of Jesus. And so God loved us by sending Jesus, but it's not like because he sent Jesus, now we have this opportunity to keep on sinning. Right, John even talks about those who keep on sinning, there is no love for God in their hearts. Right? And it's different if you like, you know, accidentally sin or like you slipped up. But God knows repentance. That means you actually turn away from sin and you want to do what's right. And when we accept Jesus and when we understand have a true revelation of how much God loves us, of how much he did for us, how can we go back? Romans 2:4 says, "Don't you see how wonderfully kind tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? Right, and so the love of God was meant to lead us, to turn away from darkness, to walk into God's light. And many times when we read scripture that, you know, there's condemnation, if we live in sin, it leads to death, we think automatically, oh, God doesn't love us. No, 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 like God didn't have to save us. God didn't have to send Jesus to save us, but he did, even though we don't deserve it. We didn't do anything to deserve God sending Jesus to save us. That's why scripture even says that while we were yet sinners, God showed his love by sending Jesus to die for us, right? And so when we understand that he has set us free from darkness, why would we go back, right? And when we remember how gracious God has been, how much he has blessed us, how much he has given us the opportunity that we don't have to live with shame, why would we go back to a life that is of shame, right? And like, and so I just pray that God would give you a greater revelation of his love. And I've been praying, guys, like I've been praying for months now, like, God, give me a greater revelation of your love. I don't want to settle for like, okay, because I've been Christian for years. I know the gospel, I'm good. I want a greater revelation. If his word says that his love is so wide, so high, so deep, then that means that it's a love that we, we can't even grasp, that there can always be more revelation, Right, so I want to challenge you to ask God, God, give me a greater revelation of your love and wait and, and wait for that revelation to hit you. Right? Like there's a scripture that says that deep calls out to deep, 
your waves crash over me. And I was praying, God, I pray that your love would just sweep over me, that it would overwhelm me to a point where I just have to cry. I just have to be so overwhelmed. Right? He wants to overwhelm us with his love. Paul tells us to be rooted and established in his love so that we can live out the fullness of God, which means that if we're not rooted and established in God, we cannot live out the fullness that God has for us. And so I want to challenge you, don't settle for what you know. Ask God for a greater revelation and be in expectation that he will deposit that in the moment of your prayer. Don't just pray this prayer and be like, okay, well, in probably five years, I'll get a greater revelation of God's love. Expect him to give you that revelation every single day, right? Like we have the opportunity to have fresh bread, fresh manna from the Lord. And Jesus himself is the word. We read that in John 1. He is the word made into flesh. And so when we read his scriptures, we get to receive him new every single day. Like even Jesus tells us to pray, God, I ask, Lord, and I thank you, God, for this daily bread, right? Daily bread, asking him every single day to give us himself, to give us a fresh revelation. And so I want to go back to John 3. So John 3.16 was the verse that I shared with you all. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I want to read what it says after, because this is so important, from verses 17 to 21. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him, through Jesus. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly what they have done in the sight of God. And so I want to read this first because when we read this, right, like those who don't believe in Jesus are condemned. Immediately we just think like, see, he doesn't love us. If God was so loving, why would he condemn us? But remember, we have forgotten again what John 3.16 says. For God so loved us that he gave Jesus, right? And God even loves us so much to tell us, hey, if you don't accept what I have given to you, you will stand condemned. He already told us what will happen. And so God loves us so much. And it's like, kind of like, you know, as a parent, you know that when your kids do something wrong, like something bad, this is a consequence. And you tell them, you tell them out of love, right? So when God is telling us of the consequences of the flesh, right? This is a principle that flesh, when we live in sin, when we live in the flesh, it leads to death. That's a principle that we can't fight. It's not like, oh, like when God says that he doesn't love us, it's a principle and God tells us this in a scripture because he loves us. And so I pray whoever is listening that your heart would soften. You would soften, you would see that God would give you revelation of how much he loves us. Now he even says he didn't send Jesus to condemn us. Many times the moment we hear Jesus, we think condemnation because of the sins that he tells us we shouldn't be doing. Guys, let me tell you something. The things that God tell you, tells you to not do are not even going to make you happy, right? Like many of you know my testimony where I got in a relationship back then. I lived outside of God's word, I got into sexual sin, I was not content. I was in so much insecurity, right? And so like even these things that we go through, like I regret, like everything that I've done in sin, I regret, right? That I had sex who, with a man that wasn't my husband. These things that God tells us not to do, and there's all obviously a other list of things, they won't bring us fulfillment. And so like even the fact that God tells us to not do these things, 
These things will not give us an abundant life. We know for sure we're not gonna have eternity with Jesus, but we're not even gonna be happy in this world. And so we have to understand that God loves us, that he sent Jesus not to condemn us, but to save us. There are two reasons why we may still want to live in darkness and not walk to his light. One is we don't have a revelation of how much he loves us. And two, we just simply don't want Jesus, right? We just simply don't want him. And even in John 3, it talks about here in verse 19, light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil, right? And so we have to ask ourselves, are we willing to look to Jesus and to walk in his light because his light is beautiful, right? Like many times the reason why we don't want Jesus is because we love darkness. We love sin over him. We love sin over him, but we need a revelation of even what light is. Like Jesus is the light of all mankind. And so if we want to have hope and actually offer people joy, peace, all these fruit of the spirits that we read in the scripture, we have to understand that we need light and that is Jesus. He is the only hope. There are so many religions, so many other gods, but there is only one God who truly loves us and there's only one God who is light and that is Jesus. And one thing that I love about Jesus is that, you know, when we think of Christianity, immediately we think of religion, we think of things that we have to do. But Jesus says in scripture that his burden is light, right? It's not something that like, oh, now that we're following Jesus, it's a heavy laden. He actually carries the weight off our shoulders. And the awesome thing about Jesus is and when we, when we do fall, we can simply confess our sins, ask God for forgiveness, and he covers us. It's not like we sin. We have to fast for 20 days or something like that to make up for what we did. First John 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's the amazing thing. When Jesus died on the cross, right, we know the verse, in John 19, 30, Jesus says three words, it is finished. What does that mean? That means that on the cross, Jesus already decided that there will be nothing, that there will be no sin, no weakness that is too great for his love to cover, right? Those words that Jesus said, the moment he died, it is finished, was his fulfillment of his love for us. When we read throughout Jesus's life, he constantly was saying, I have an assignment, I have to do the will of the Father. Well, on the cross, when he died, he finished the will of God. He finished his assignment and he completed the task of giving you unconditional love. What is unconditional love? It doesn't mean that you keep sinning and that he's okay with it. Unconditional love means that even when you don't meet the standard, when there are days that you just are weak, he covers your sins. But if you truly understand how much God loves you, like if you truly understand how much he loves you and you're living in him, you can't sin. That's why Paul says in Romans 6 that we are now slaves to righteousness. Like there's this conviction that we feel bad, right? And like, that's a good conviction. That's us saying, hey, you can't do that anymore. You're in Christ. You can see light is in you. And if, if Jesus is in you and, and, and your his light is in you, that is why you know the very things of darkness. And that's why Paul says, hey, don't give in to temptation. You may have temptation. You may want to do bad things, but you know they're wrong because light is living in you. Love has manifested itself in you. And so now you can choose to walk in God's love and see the joy of even, even walking in his light. Guys, it's so beautiful. Doing life with God is beautiful. Walking in his freedom and his love 
is so beautiful. And so I pray that this message has encouraged you and that has opened your eyes to see that God loves you so much. He loves you so much. And I just want to end here, going back to Romans 2, where Paul tells us, don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from sin? I now want to read the rest of it from verses 5 to 16. But because you are stubborn and refuse to turn from your sin, you are storing up terrible punishment for yourself. For a day of anger is coming when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. So I just want to say one thing that God is righteous and he can't tolerate sin. But he loves us so much to tell us, hey, if you keep walking this way, if you keep refusing to turn from your sin, I'm letting you know that there will be a judgment day because he is righteous and he's holy. He is holy. He will judge, verse 6, he will judge everyone according to what they have done. He will give eternal life to those who keep on doing good, seeking after the glory and honor and immortality that God offers. But he will pour out his anger and wrath on those who live for themselves, who refuse to obey the truth and instead live lives of wickedness. There will be trouble and calamity for everyone who keeps on doing what is evil, for the Jew first and also for the Gentile. But there will also be, but there will be glory and honor and peace from God for all who do good, for the Jew first and also for the Gentile. For God does not show favoritism. And so I'm going to just stop actually in verses 10. But here, you know, we read that God really makes it clear. I have sent Jesus to you. You have the opportunity to walk in right righteousness, even though you don't deserve it. And so now we have the choice, whether to walk according to God's ways or to keep living for ourselves. But we have to understand that we, if we choose to say no to Jesus, we are making the choice now of what our eternity will look like. And this does not mean that God doesn't love you. He loves you enough to give you Jesus, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And so I pray that as you listen to this message, you would remember what God's done for you, right? Like you, like you can remember the day when you first gave your life to Jesus. Like I still remember because if you, for I mean, if you haven't heard my testimony or you forgot, <laughs> um, I, when I gave my life to Jesus in 2015, I ended up slipping up into sin again. I was in a relationship with a guy that, um, he was a Christian, but definitely not equally yoked. And he kept making me fall into temptation, into sin, sexual sin. And I lived with that for a while on and off, on and off. And I felt heavy conviction. And in that moment, I had to remember again what Jesus did for me. I remember the first day I gave my life, I confessed my past sins to those who needed to know. And I felt so loved, like so under, like this love that was so undeserving. Now we have to remember that God gave us this love and it's not, he didn't give us this love so that we would keep on sinning. He gave us this love so we, that we would have a second chance to live a life to the fullest. So I want to encourage you, whatever sin there is in your life, remember what Jesus did for you, that you still have hope. This is not a message of condemnation. This is a message that, hey, you can get your life right back again to God, right? And whatever you've gone through, you can be a living testimony to people. And so I do want to share my upcoming book too that is releasing March 18th. Um, you may be listening to this and it's already past March 18th, but it's called Single But in a Relationship with God. I would encourage you to get that book, especially if you're single. This book is where I share my testimony, but the purpose of this book is to help you to live and embrace your single season without settling for less than God's best. For the longest time, you know, I lived with fear of singleness. 
Um, and it caused me to be in relationships that God didn't want me to be in. It caused me to turn away from God, to seek after my desires. And that's why scripture says, delight in God and he will give you the desires of your heart. Because when we delight in our own desires and not on God, our desires will pull us away from God. But if we delight in the Lord first, he will actually give us desires that we have in our hearts, right? Like God has given me now an amazing husband. I've always wanted to have a partner. And so God wants to meet our desires. He wants to fulfill us. But it's when we start putting things above God that we start straying away and we actually end up getting what we don't want. We think we want it. We think it's pleasing at the moment, but we find out later it's not what we wanted. And so I encourage you guys to get this book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and other stores that sells books. Um, but yeah, so I just want to pray for you guys before we end. Lord, I thank you, God, for those who are listening in. I pray, Lord, right now, God, you know every single person. You know every single person who is listening right now, what they're going through. But God, I just pray, Lord, that your love would terminate every single part of their heart, God that it would fill them, Lord, from the bottom to the top, that it would overwhelm them, Lord, to a place where they would run back to you, that they would find peace. I feel like some of you guys who are listening have been living in a lot of fear. Remember, perfect love casts out fear. When we know how much God loves us, we don't have to fear the very things that we are fearing. That's the enemy trying to put thoughts to make us live in fear. The enemy wants us to live in fear, but know who you are, you're a child of God. You have been clothed with strength and dignity, right? Proverbs 31 says that. She laughs without fear of the future because she knows who she is. Even if you're a man listening, same thing. You know who you are. Know that you're a child of God and God loves you. Scripture says he has good plans for you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So God, I just cast away the spirit of fear upon them, God. And instead that you would just endow them with your love you would fill them with your love and that you would give them a greater revelation of what you did on the cross for them. And we thank you, God, for giving us your son, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done and for washing us clean, for being so faithful and loving and giving us such an unconditional love. So we thank you, God, in Jesus' name, amen. So I pray that you've been blessed by this. If you have, please share this with someone. You don't know who may need this message. And if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Or if you're listening on the podcast, you can also subscribe and write a review. This helps us to also reach more people. And lastly, please also prayfully consider giving. Even if you can give one time, even if it's like $10, that helps us to continue what we're doing and to be better at what we're doing, right? There's um, projects that we want to do, technology we want to invest in. So help us to continue to reach others with the gospel and to disciple others too, into walking into true freedom that God has for us. So you can give at livingrevelations.com slash donations. So God bless you guys, and I'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.